The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Welcome once again to Grace in Focus from the Grace Evangelical Society. Today we conclude our short series in the Book of Romans with Ken Yates and Catherine Wright looking at the solution of being under the power of sin and under God's wrath. There's some good news and some good encouragement just ahead. Right after I tell you about our website, faithalone.org, and it's where you can find all the details about our national conference, 2023. It is a great time of fellowship and learning and rest and recreation, all at Camp Copus in Denton, Texas, May the 22nd through the 25th. Get all of the details and get registered at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. Now, Ken and Catherine with today's discussion. This is Ken Yates. And this is Catherine Wright. And by the way, I don't think we have said up to this point, but I'm Catherine's daddy. (laughs) We may have said it. I can't remember. Funny Uh, story. One time we were having lunch with a couple who didn't know us. The husband leaned in and said, so how did you all meet? (laughs) And we both laughed and I was like, well, I think he met me in the hospital when I was born. (laughs) We go back a long way. We've known each other for a few years. (laughs) We're continuing our studies through the book of Romans and we come to one of the highlights. Yeah. And there's many highlights in the book of Romans. If you heard our last podcast on Romans chapter three, verses nine through 20, You may remember that Paul spells out the problem for mankind and what the good news of the book of Romans is about. The problem is that all fall short of the glory of God. All are sinners. All are unrighteous. Unrighteousness results in the wrath of God. Our unrighteousness brings the wrath of God into our life. However you want to say it, the the chaos and the destruction that sin brings into our lives, the death that sin brings brings into our lives. And it doesn't matter whether you're a dirty, rotten, nasty, prostitute, pagan, or whether you are a moral person, or even if you are a devout religious Jew. I think also one of the major distinctions we're trying to pull from this is that this is not about the fact that you're going to hell. That's not the specific issue that Paul has in mind here. He's talking about that mankind is enslaved to sin. Absolutely. And because of that, what sin brings, again, maybe you want to word it, the negative consequences of Mm -hmm. sin, we're all guilty Mm -hmm. of it, and therefore we deserve it. Right. When it goes back to Romans 118, for the wrath of God is revealed against all unrighteousness. Well, that's all of us. Mm Mm-hmm. Now we get to the good part. Yeah, I know. This is the good part. <laughs> Romans 3.21 is a, it's a really good verse. Because <laughs> in Romans 3.21 through 26, Paul gives, if Romans 3.9 through 20 is the problem, here is the solution. How can those of us who are unrighteous, how can we be righteous mm-hmm. before God? How about I read it? Absolutely. All right. So Romans 3, starting in verse 21. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the laws revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith, 
to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. There is just so much Mm. in these verses. In 3, 9 through 20, we have the problem here that no one is righteous before God. And here is the solution. What Paul says here, there is a righteousness of God that is available through faith in Jesus Christ. When the person believes in Jesus Christ for eternal life, they are righteous in the eyes of God. God declares them righteous, and that is given to all who believe in Jesus. When a person believes in Jesus for eternal life, they receive eternal life, but they receive more than that. Lewis Berry Chafer, the founder of Dallas Seminary, famously said that when a person believes, there's 33 things that they get. Only 33? Only 33. My (laughs) guess is there's probably more, but one of them is that you are declared righteous by God. And even though that happens at the same time you receive eternal life, it's not the same thing. In the book of Romans, being declared righteous now means it is the beginning, the first step in being set free from being enslaved to sin. If you heard our last podcast, all are under sin, all are under the power of sin, all deserve God's wrath. But when you are declared righteous by God, now you no longer have to live that way. You've been set free from that power. Paul says in verse 24, you were being justified freely by his grace. We can't earn it. We can't do it. Uh, Because he said in chapter 3, verses 9 through 20, there are none righteous. There's no, not one. There's none who do good. There's no, you know, on and on and on and on. The only way we can be righteous in the eyes of God is for him to declare us righteous as a free gift by faith in Jesus Christ. It's also interesting that he uses the word redemption here in verse 24. The word redemption in Greek means to be bought, and it's often used to be bought out of like the slave market. You've been set free. Someone has paid the price. Well, if you're enslaved to sin, the power of sin, and therefore you're experiencing the wrath of God, Christ has redeemed us from that. He has bought us from that. He has set us free from that. And by the way, that's what he says in the very next verse whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood. The Greek word there, propitiation, and Zane talks about this in his commentary in Romans, is basically related to the word for mercy seat. And the mercy seat in the Old Testament was where they placed the blood of the animal on the Day of Atonement for the sins of the people. What Paul is saying is, is that when Christ died, his blood, he became our mercy seat. None of us are righteous, but Christ redeemed us through his blood, paid the price for our sins so that our sins could be forgiven and we could be set free from the power of sin that we're all under. Paul saying it is a complete gift. It is by faith alone in Christ. And therefore, because Christ has paid for all of our sins, God is just 
in declaring us righteous, even though none of us are, as he says in verses 9 to 20. But because our sins have been paid for by Christ, he is our mercy seat, then he is just and he is able to declare us just. Mm-hmm. I think also just going back to verse 21, that the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed um, being witnessed by the law. I th- going back to maybe just drawing out distinctions here with free grace and what we're saying, a lot of people are going to come here and say, okay, you don't go to heaven because you follow the law. You don't receive eternal life because you follow the law. And we would all say yes, but it's more than that. What Paul is saying and what he's later going to talk about in chapter seven, especially is that if you want to try and live righteously here and now, You can't do that in your own strength. You can't do that by following the law. The law can only show you what is good, but it doesn't produce righteousness in you. And when you try to live righteously by following the commandments, what you will find is is that your flesh will fail you every time. And so, again, going back to that idea of chafer, right, that at the moment of faith, yes, you receive eternal life, but... There's so much more that you receive. There's so much more to the story than simply eternal life, which is amazing and wonderful. But I think it's kind of interesting. Eternal life isn't even mentioned here. Yes. And that, yes, that, eternal life is not mentioned. I think that's kind of significant because we're talking about things that come in addition to eternal life. Yes, they happen at the same time. You receive eternal life at the moment of faith. But here he's talking about all these other blessings that we receive at the moment of faith. Sometimes you hear people give the gospel of eternal life this way. If you believe in Jesus, you'll be justified. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true, but what does that mean? And what does that mean to an unbeliever? Exactly. That's a big word. That's the college word, justification. (laughs) Right. I mean, what Catherine and I are arguing is this is an extra benefit Mm -hmm. of receiving eternal life, of being born from above. That when you believed in Jesus Christ, God declared you righteous. And now what Paul's going to say in Romans, because you have been declared righteous by God, you no longer have to serve sin Mm. here and now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's something different than being saved from hell. It's something in addition to, and we'll talk about this more when we get to chapter five, but it's the idea of the much more, right? Absolutely. That there's much more that Christ did for us at the moment of faith, then give us eternal life. He justified us. He redeemed us. He gave us the power of the spirit. The spirit is now indwelling in us. Those are all other benefits. Right. And if we could look a little bit further ahead in Romans, what Paul is going to say is now that you have been declared righteous by God, you have access to him. You have the spirit and you can ask the spirit to live through you. All of this in addition to receiving eternal life. Again, this goes back to our first session on Romans. Mm -hmm. The book of Romans is not a book really that you should use for evangelizing. Right. Mm -hmm. You see this in this justification or being declared righteous. Paul is saying that when you have believed in Jesus Christ, God declares you righteous. And now, because of that, you no longer have to serve sin. That's the issue. That's the good news of of Romans. Yes, and that is what justification means. However you present the gospel, we hope you use the gospel of John. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And while doing so, remember, keep keep grace grace in in focus. focus. Zane Hodges' excellent commentary on Romans 
entitled Romans Deliverance from Wrath, is available right now on our website, faithalone.org. Get half price through February 28, 2023, when you use the code word ROMANS. That's faithalone.org. Our goal at the Grace Evangelical Society is to teach Scripture clearly and without confusion. One of the best tools for that clarity, we believe, is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On our site, we have all kinds of materials that are designed to help you mature and grow in your faith and your understanding of Scripture. Please come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. You'll be glad you did. God loves a cheerful giver, and that's why we think our financial partners are some of the happiest people in the world. If you would like to learn how to become a financial partner with Grace and Focus, we would very much appreciate it. Learn more at faithalone.org. It's really exciting to hear from our listeners. So if you've got a question, comment, or feedback, I hope you'll reach out to us. Best way to do that is through email. Here is our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And on the next Grace in Focus, we return to our Q&A format with a question and an answer about distinguishing between following and believing. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.